Welcome to the Rural Revival Podcast. I'm your host, Dana Larson. Well, after taking a few weeks off to host our first ever Rural Revival Mastermind, which was such a great time, and we'll be sharing more about that in the weeks to come, we are back and with a great interview. This week, we're in New Glarus, Wisconsin with Morgan McCoy, owner, designer, and seamstress at A Well-Worn Story. Morgan creates high-quality, handcrafted goods, including durable bags, aprons, and home goods, by transforming textiles into heirloom pieces to tell a unique story. So here we go with Morgan McCoy. All right, well, we're here today with Morgan McCoy. She is the owner, designer, and seamstress at A Well-Worn Story out of New Glarus, Wisconsin. Yay. Thanks, Morgan. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be on the show. Well, tell us a little bit about you. Did you grow up in Wisconsin? I did not. So I grew up in Northwest Illinois, a tiny little farm town of 480 people, <laughs> um, basically all soybeans and cornfields in every direction, um, and just had the best childhood. Like I feel like everyone who grows up in a really small town would say that um, because I just spent my days biking with my brothers, being in the woods, playing baseball, um, just, yeah, the best kind of childhood. So my mom's sister, my Aunt Vicky lived up the street, and then my other aunt, her sister Patty, lived outside of town. My grandma lived in town in the other direction, and so I just had family close, and that's, we spent our days hanging out with them. Sunday nights were dinner with the whole fam at my grandma's house and yeah so just I, that's probably why I love small towns now because that's my roots. I love it. So some point in your journey uh, you decided to head on over to Iowa and go to Iowa yes. State. Yes love Iowa State. I love Ames, Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew going into college that I wanted to study fashion design my grandma was a seamstress, and like I said, I spent a lot of time at her house and kind of watched her pull out her sewing machine and work at the dining room table, and then eventually my mom did the same thing. My mom's a seamstress and would make, like, our Halloween costumes and, you know, mend a pair of pants and things like that or make my American Girl doll clothes, <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was so cool. Um, but never really, my mom tried to teach me sewing when I was 18 and I was just not having it. So, um, but I knew that I loved design and I loved working with my hands and I liked the idea of making something tangible that people would wear that was artful, but it was also super functional. And so, um, when it was time to go to college, I was looking at all the options and I knew that I didn't want to go to an art school not that there's anything wrong with that but I really wanted wasn't sure if I wanted to do fashion design or merchandising or what kind of area of the fashion industry I wanted to be in and so researched and found that Iowa State had a program where it was merchandising design and production so I got kind of the business side um, learning about global sourcing production and as well as visual merchandising, what it looked like to be a buyer, and then creative design. And so um, it was there that I learned how to sew. Eventually, like I said, I took 
courses in business, in I took like an econ 101, accounting, and then all the merchandising courses, all the sourcing, um, but then decided to focus in creative design. So that's, I took a sewing class, pattern, all the pattern making, illustration, all, all the things. <laughs> and I just, I really fell in love with the creative process of working with my hands and making something like starting the day with a raw material and then ending the day with this like functional product. It was really cool. And, and just seeing that like all the way through. So yeah, Iowa State, it's such a good school. It's like a random, you wouldn't think like the middle of Iowa would have such a great fashion school, but um, yeah, they're like number two in, in the world for their merchandising program. And then, um, yeah, they're designed too. It's just so great. It's a science and technology school. So um, it really attracts like amazing professors who are doing kind of cutting edge stuff. We had a digital printer and a 3D, um, like it would take your measurements. Oh, wow. And then print out your pattern. So like exact measurement. Um, so it was kind of cool. Yeah. And then while I was there, I also got to study abroad at London College of Fashion was so cool (laughs) (laughs) I can't even imagine yeah while I was there I took leather making a shoe making course and a corset tree course so I made my own corset wow like old school 1800s corset (laughs) um, which was super challenging um kind of got to try out um some more difficult sewing there and yeah, I just fell in love with the process of sewing on an industrial sewing machine and making a durable product um, that would last a super long time. While I was there, I also took courses. So I took a lot of like, creative courses where I was actually making, and then I also um, took a couple lecture courses as well. And one of my teachers, <laughs> she would just come in and for an hour just like rant about a problem that was in the fashion industry (laughs) and it was so great like in a good way Uh I feel like a lot of people were kind of bored with it but I was just like sitting on the edge of my seat like had this whole notebook taking notes like yes tell me all the problems that are like in the business in the fashion industry um so we can figure out like how to fix them um and so one of the things that really struck a chord with me was when she was talking about how most of our clothes are not made in an ethical way, people aren't paid fairly. And so I just knew from that point on that I wanted to work at a company that, or work for myself, yeah. <laughs> um, for somebody who was doing, that was producing something in an ethical way that was making a positive impact, um, that was paying people fairly. And using materials that would get better with age. Um, yeah, and just producing really great products. And so it was from that point forward that I knew, or I, or I thought the, the seed was planted that um, I might want to start my own business. Because um, I just knew that I loved to be behind the one behind the sewing machine actually making the product and making something that would enhance people's lives that would make them feel better and also like function really well make their life a little simpler that's great so do you feel like this idea kind of came out while you were at college or did you go to college saying I know I want to do something in fashion and this is my end goal 
or were you kind of just open to wherever that would lead? Yeah, that's a really good question. So I was open to kind of whatever it was going to lead. I knew I just liked fashion design, um, but it was really once I was in college and specifically when I was in London that I knew um, that I really wanted to create a brand that just made a positive impact and made people feel good. Um, and then it was also in London that I found myself, I loved living there, but I definitely missed my small town roots. Uh-uh. And I found myself on weekends that I didn't have, you know, classes or whatever, that I would like take the train to a smaller neighborhood and just walk around and get a feel for the, for the culture there. And I would find a small coffee shop and then I would wander around and go into these small stores that had local artists and that was just like my happy place and it was a really good way to get a feel for London and just um, the people that live there and I thought like yeah that's really cool I I love these small these small shops these small businesses and I think I want to I think I want to do that. Wow (laughs) so did you start right away then after you graduated no. So <laughs> I was like, um, I need to make money. <laughs> um, yeah. So when I graduated, I lived in Iowa for about a year. So I worked for a custom manufacturer where we worked with companies like Harley Davidson and the U.S. military and SWAT teams and things like that. So really technical sewing. We were making things like leather bags and um, fireman's vests. And so things that were like potentially going to be in very like intense situations. So you couldn't be like an eighth of an inch off with your sewing, like it, it needed to be perfect. And so getting that like technical experience was so good for me because I, I realized that I'm actually like a good seamstress. (laughs) I (laughs) I can make things that are made to last and made to be used in and so it was through that, um, yeah, that I just fell more in love with the industrial sewing and with working with heavyweight canvas and leather. That's great. So at what point did you decide, I might want to try this on my own? Was it a side hustle? Was it? Yeah, that's okay. a good question. So yes, I, while I was there, I... I loved sewing and doing that technical work because I knew the products I was making had a use and they were, it was overall like a positive use. Like it wasn't just something that was being made and then someone was going to wear it for six months and discard it. You know, I had a purpose, but I definitely found that I missed that creative outlet. It was very, very technical and I realized like I'm a creative person. I need to make things that are... (laughs) Um, artful and that people really enjoy and like use on the everyday like that's more where my heart's at and so while I was working there I saved up money and I bought my industrial sewing machine for $700 best $700 I ever spent (laughs) from a guy on Craigslist Um, and saved up $5,000 and then after that I quit my job but I had part-time work lined up in Illinois in the town that my parents still lived in where I'm from and so I moved back there um, with my machine and all my stuff and five thousand dollars and a part-time job (laughs) and was like okay I have a little a little bit of a cushion enough to like get 
like start the business, you know, cover all the legal fees and that sort of thing. Um, and if I don't make any money, I still have a part-time job that pays my bills. <laughs> yeah. Because I think wow. that's so real. It's like, yeah, you can have a creative dream, but um, you need some kind of plan and act, like to actually make it happen. Um, so I wasn't totally jumping off a cliff. Like I had a little bit of a cushion. Yeah. <laughs> and so then, yeah, I lived in Illinois for a couple years and I worked kind of like odd jobs. I had like some babysitting gigs and I worked at a fur and wool company, which is actually really cool to learn about since I love textiles. It was yeah. like kind of interesting. Um, and then eventually like worked less and less hours um, at those jobs and more hours on my business and just slowly um, started growing it. Wow. So what were some of your first products? Did you have kind of a set idea or were you just experimenting? Yeah. To start, I was kind of experimenting. I knew that I wanted to use reclaimed materials. And so I would go to flea markets and I was doing this when I lived in Iowa. I would go to flea markets and find like old tents and leather belts and things that were kind of discarded, but were still in really good shape. Uh -huh. And, uh, I would take those and make them into bags and wallets and pillows and kind of just whatever I felt like that fabric wanted to be uh -huh. <laughs> is what I would do. And then I was also taking on a lot of custom work. So people who had their grandfather's flannel shirt, um, denim pants, whatever, I would take those things and, and make it into what they wanted. So it was kind of a mix between those two things. And then I eventually got to the point where I had people asking for, well, if you can do all this with old canvas and old leather, like, could you just, can I just have a canvas bag? Like, I don't have any fabric, but could you just make something for me? I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so I eventually got to the point where I had some sizes that I really liked that sold well. Um, and so then I started making those kind of, those styles in can in wax canvas and in new leather as well. So now I do mostly that um, because I just, that's what people buy. So that's what I've yeah. <laughs> been making. Um, but I still love the reclaimed textiles and I'll go out to flea markets and I'll buy stuff. And then at this point, it's more of like, I'll do 10 bags and then launch it as a collection. So then, and then maybe we'll, we'll all have feed sacks on them or all be old nail aprons or maybe all have like the same town or been sourced from the same location or something like that. Um, but yeah, mostly do the leather and the canvas bags now. Wow. So once you started, you went out on your own, you started making product. How did you start selling it? Was it online? Was it through local shops? So I started by, um, reaching out to a couple local shops and I started an Etsy shop though. I just, I knew Etsy cause I had bought product off of there uh -huh. before. Yeah. So I was like, well, this is a good place to start. And it really didn't cost much money to get it up and running. And so started with Etsy and then I sold in a couple local shops in Illinois and yeah, that one of the shops in particular, Urban Farm Girl, she's in Rockford. Um, I like loved her store so much and I shopped there a lot. So it was just natural to um, to get my product in there. And she had a large following and really pushed my work. And so that was really just the best. She would like post on Instagram and Facebook and I got so much work from wow. her. So that was a great way to just get my name out. 
And then eventually it just became too much work to, t- <laughs> to do all on my own because I'm making custom work for people. And then I'm going out to flea markets, finding these textiles, bringing them home, washing them, cutting them up, trying to decide what they're going to be, trying to stack her store and my online store. And so then I just, I kind of felt burnt out and decided to take a step back and I pulled all my product out of stores and just focused on growing my own brand and um, yeah, just selling things on online and through Instagram. So was that, did that turn out to be a good decision? Do you feel like it gave you wind in your sails again (laughs) yes it was a good decision just because I felt like I had my hands in so many different things not just with product but like in physical locations and so I was always just running around dropping off product Um, and so being able to say okay if you want to buy something you can go to this to my online shop purchase and then I can package it up and put it in my mailbox and my post office guy will pick it up (laughs) and I don't have to leave. Like I can just be in my studio making product. Um, and that's really where I do my best work is when I can just focus in and be behind the sewing machine. Well, I know that you're intentional about the materials that you use in your product. What does that look like? Yeah, so I still use a lot of reclaimed textiles when I can to those collections. And then on top of that, I, with the canvas and leather, I source all of my canvas that's made in the USA. So that's just like a cool way to support another small business is trying to bring textile production back to the U.S. Um, as most people know, most of our clothes, most of our textiles, and just most of our things are made um, in other countries and not in an ethical way. And so it's really cool just to be able to through my business, support other local business or other small business that are doing things ethically. Um, And then leather, I source from kind of wherever I can find it, but I use a lot of scrap. So large manufacturers will sell their smaller pieces like by the pound. And so, which a lot of people don't realize, but so if you want to get into leather crafting, (laughs) that's a really good way to do it. Just buy scrap leather from large manufacturers. Um, So a lot of that is kind of like in a way that's reclaimed um, because it's their their leftover but I'll do that and then I buy um, from Horween which is a, a leather company in Chicago which is family run and their leather is just the best so buy stuff from there kind of wherever I can find it and then um, my sister-in-law and twin brother they raise grass-fed beef and so we also you we get their leather tanned in at a tannery in Iowa, in Boone, Iowa, actually, which is right near where I went to school, yes. which is pretty cool. And um, so it's tanned there, and the the cattle are raised here in Wisconsin, and then it's all sown here in Wisconsin, too. So that's kind of cool because that's called our homestead collection because that's 100% Midwest-made. We're always trying to find new, better ways to support farmers and just support local what are some of your favorite pieces or collections that you've gotten to work on? So I always love working with vintage canvas tents or old U.S. military fabrics. So the old canvas duffel bags, uh, they just make such good bags. They're waterproof already and they're super, super durable canvas. And so one of my favorites is probably a family gave me a 
tent that they used to go camping in when their kids were young. And she's had me make four bags out of it for her and then her daughters. And I just love that because now they have this piece of their childhood of happy memories that they can carry around with them all the time. That's great. Yeah. I've done a lot of cool (laughs) ones with like flannel shirts and um, denim overalls and stuff like that too of, you know, grandfathers and things. But yeah, the, the vintage canvas tent was probably my favorite. Well, story is a part of your name, and it's also a big part of your brand. So why is that important to you? And maybe we should take a step back to, like, how did you come up with the name? Yeah, so the name I came up with kind of going back to my experience in London and learning from that professor of just how our clothing and is made in such a fast way that we don't we don't know who's making it we don't have any connection to it at all and then we just consume it and get rid of it in such a fast way and that's the fast fashion culture Um, and so I really wanted to offset that and and that's kind of the slow fashion movement that we're seeing now Um, I just wanted to produce something that people would want to use all the time and and maybe even hand down to the next generation. So really try to focus on durable products that are timeless and that people actually want to wear. So hence the name, well-worn. You're going to wear it for a really long time. And then comes with it a story. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. Exactly. So when I started, like I said, a lot of the reclaimed textiles, that was an obvious, like it's it's already Uh well-worn and has a story to tell with it. But... um, Now with the newer textiles too, it's like you're going to wear it for a long time and then hopefully it'll become part of your story. And that's what I love about bags. That's what I love about accessories. Like some people will just say, well, it's just a bag, but you know, you're going to like use that for a really long time and it goes everywhere with you and it carries your most important things. And um, so I just love that, that it kind of just becomes part of your story. Like I have a leather bag that I use every single day and it's been with me countless trips to Haiti um and I just love to think that I mean it holds my sketchbooks it holds just all of my important things and it I just love to think of all the places it has been with me like when I look at it I just think of all the crazy adventures I've been on on this entrepreneurial (laughs) journey and yeah I just love it well mentioning Haiti too um giving back is a big part of your story as well So share with us a little bit about your heart for that. Yeah, so I had Haiti was just placed on my heart, and my parents' church were going on a mission trip, and I was going to go, and then it just didn't feel right. It wasn't aligning, and I I knew that if I went, I wanted to teach. I wanted to teach sewing, and so I said no to that, and then two weeks later, a woman from Chicago reached out to me and said she was starting a nonprofit. And it was going to be painted leather goods, and she needed a sewing teacher. Oh, wow. I was like, wow, God's hand is in this Uh for sure. Um, So we booked a ticket to Haiti the next day before, like the first day we met. (laughs) And, yeah, I've been along on that journey with her for the last four years of starting the nonprofit and 
shipping an industrial sewing machine into Haiti <laughs> and setting it up from scratch. Um, we started with one girl and now we employ seven and they're all females who are transitioning out of orphan care. Um, it's called Savoie, her voice in French, and we're there to give them job opportunity and kind of support them in their education and because they have a job with Savoie, they're able to um, pay themselves to go through school or for their housing. Um, and it's just been incredible to see how that job has positively impacted their lives. That's incredible. There's a huge orphan crisis there. And so um, when I turned 18, they're kicked out of the orphanage and they... I mean, these women are in such a vulnerable situation. So to have um, someone just come alongside of them and we teach them art therapy. So that's the, they paint on to leather and that's like the art therapy experience. And then we turn that leather into wallets and bags and, and keychains and that sort of thing. So yeah, it's been really cool to watch them grow and just how much more confident they are in themselves because they have a job and because they have this creative outlet. It's amazing. That's, I love every bit of that. So eventually your journey led you to Wisconsin. Yeah, <laughs> randomly. <laughs> um, yeah, so my twin brother and sister-in-law bought this farm um, just north of New Glarus. And I was at a time in my life where I needed to change. And my brother was like, you should come here. <laughs> um, and so... Yeah, I found this. I'm just surrounded by entrepreneurs and creative people who have really big dreams, and it's really, it's really exciting. What do you love about your small town, your new small town? Uh, I love the sense of there's so many people here who really care about where their products are made, and that goes for fashion items and also for food. Um, people just are asking those important questions of how does my purchase affect my local community and in the global community as well. Um, yeah, I just love how everyone here really helps each other out. There's the New Glarus Brewing Company, which is everyone knows New Glarus for their spotted cow. And the first time I visited there, I you get a token if you buy a beer from them then they give you a token and you have to go downtown to use it so you get a free beer if you go downtown I remember thinking that's so cool because they wouldn't have to do that yeah. but they they give everyone this token and then hopefully now they're going to go downtown and they're going to enjoy their experience and they're going to spend money at other local businesses so it's just little things like that that I think you know it only takes one awesome business to then help each other other local businesses out and you can grow a great downtown that's such a unique idea yeah and a great one right I, I love that yeah why is creativity an important part of the story of rural America you know you've intentionally chosen to run your business out of a rural location and a lot of people are doing that why is that important well, I think that creativity is just important for any human. <laughs> I think yeah. having that creative outlet, um, you know, we all have messy parts of our story. We're all imperfect. And so 
just having that outlet, uh, I think it's just a game changer. It has been for me. Like when I feel any sort of emotion, it's like I can just pour into my work in a healthy way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I think just, and I always get my best ideas when my hands are moving, when I'm like physically making a product. And then like I have a little sketchbook that's next to my sewing machine so I can like write down ideas. <laughs> and it's something about that because like my hands are busy. And so then all of a sudden then like all these ideas are coming in. And I think that's true of most creative people. Um, as far as in a rural community, I think that our small towns just need that like fresh ideas there's such a great sense of community in small towns and I just love that like people actually care about how you're doing and not that people in bigger cities don't but right um you know they'll they actually ask like how's your business doing how you know was that podcast on Tuesday like how you know it's not just how are you it's like very specific because they know what's happening in your life and um yeah, I just think that that small towns, in order to grow and to have a really thriving downtown, you need that creative energy and that just sense of community. I totally agree. Well, what is next for you and for a well-worn story? Yeah, so we're at like a really exciting time, actually. The last year of my life has been moving to Wisconsin and just like getting my feet under me again. Um, but my business has grown like crazy in this last year, which I'm just like so grateful for. Um, but I'm at the point where I can't keep up with orders. <laughs> Turnaround time is like six weeks right now. And I'm also adding in a couple shops again. And so I know that to take all of this on that I need help. And so my mom is actually going to help me this summer <laughs> with production. Great. Yeah, she works at a school. And so she has summers off and she only lives an hour away so she's gonna come up a couple times a week in the summer and help me out and so that'll give me a little bit of time this summer to kind of feel out what it's like to have an employee and can I keep her busy enough and you know all those things that come with that next step in growing a business and so really excited about that and then hopefully come fall I would be ready to actually to full-on hire somebody part-time and um yeah, so we have product going into a store in Madison on the east side, which I'm so excited about, and then also a store in New Glarus. And then, I don't know, who knows from there. I would yeah. love to keep growing that and eventually just be able to provide jobs in my small town. That's the goal. That's great, and I do feel like I need to ask you too, can people place custom orders still? Are you still doing custom orders? Oh, that is a good question. Yes, I still do custom work because I love that I can take like their grandfather's flannel shirt and then make it into something that they use every day. Um, so I still do that kind of work. The turnaround time is much longer. It's like a month and a half <laughs> because yeah. it just takes time for them to ship me the product and then to take it all apart, figure out how much fabric is actually there and what's possible of making with it or what I can make with it. Um, so yes, I am still doing that. It's just, I don't have as much time to do it. And so um, I only take on maybe two of those a month right now. But again, I'm hoping that with some extra help that you could continue doing it a little bit more. That's great. Well, how do we follow along and keep up with all the fun things you have going on? 
So I post a lot on Instagram, usually hang out there. So my Instagram is a well-worn story. Follow me there. And then I also am really big on Pinterest. (laughs) Randomly, I just love Pinterest. So I pin my own work, but then I also pin other ethical fashion brands. So if people are trying to maybe be more conscious about what they're wearing or maybe even just like some ideas for places to travel in the Midwest. I love cabins and lakes and hiking and biking. And so I'm always pinning um, ideas for that as well. Sounds good. We'll go check it out. Yeah. Thank you. Well, Morgan, thanks for being on the podcast. Yes. Thanks so much for coming to Wisconsin and hanging out with me. Yes. (laughs) Fun. Well, I love how Morgan took a sewing machine and a dream and $5,000 and created this amazing company. And I also love her intentionality around handmade and ethically produced pieces and bringing jobs to her community. I have a feeling this is just the beginning for Morgan. Be sure to check out the links in the show notes to learn more about everything she has going on. Thanks again to Morgan for being on the podcast and thanks to you for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Have a great day, everybody.